Blog Talk Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Abundant Solutions Hour. Our goal is to help others be more, do more, and have more. I'm your host, Gregory Turner. And I'm your co-host, Brian J. Henderson. Brian, we have an interesting show tonight that will help, I believe, everyone out there that's trying to start a business or that they have a business and they need some help, some marketing tips. We we have someone tonight, Brian, is going to help us, and, you know, he's going to help me too because, like I said earlier, Brian, I've learned a lot from just reading through his bio, and it, it's going to be an informative show. And I know and I know you had a chance to go through and look at all the stuff that this uh, our guest is doing, Brian. Yes, I had I did get a chance to take a look at it and you know it's very interesting. He's he's done a wide range of companies um that he's worked with and you know we're going to talk to him about that and also about what he's doing now, you know, someone who has the knowledge and experience and expertise of not only working you know, in the field, but also leading the field in several organizations. You know, you you always want to, you know, sort of pick the brains of the ones who have that knowledge. So it's going to be a great show tonight. <laughs> yes, it is. You know, I, I we all get emails all the time, but a lot of times we don't really understand how we can use that to our advantage. And, I, and Brian, that's what I'm curious to find out. How, how, in, how in the world have he come up with this? I mean, what... What was he doing to think of of this marketing tool? It's just, you know, I say it's just brilliant, really. That's that's how I look at it. It's just a smart person that knows the business, that knows, that understands what he's doing. And Brian, we're gonna put the book, all that information up. We're gonna put that up there. And again, if you have a business or whatever it is that you're trying to do, you're gonna need to reach out to people to to get you your clients. And I believe this is the way that it could be done. And I, and I really believe that it's going to be simple and to the point, and everybody will have their clients, and I believe they'll make money, Brian. You know, I, I agree. I agree. You know, one of the toughest things, in my opinion, is reaching your not just the people that you know will purchase, but the people who have the potential to purchase, yes. you know, or to, you know, be serviced by whatever product you may have or whatever service you may have. You know, and it's not always the easiest thing to go out and put a billboard up, you know, and spend thousands of dollars for that billboard to sit there on that corner in hopes that the people that drive by that billboard take a look at it, remember it, and actually want to purchase your product based on that billboard. So it's a great tool that he's using, you know, and it's something that basically works 24-7. And, you know, I'm sure he'll give us more insight on that. But, Greg, let's go ahead and introduce our tonight's guest. Okay, good, good, right. go ahead. Mr. Winston Churchill is an internationally recognized author, consultant, technology, sales, and marketing expert. Through his writings, workshops, and presentations, he has helped thousands of individuals and businesses improve the efficiency and effectiveness of their sales and marketing efforts. He has been a pioneer a pioneering key player in a number of successful software companies. He served as founder and CEO in two technology companies, and each year he counsels dozens of CEOs who seek his expertise and advice. Mm. And ladies and gentlemen, we present to you Mr. Winston Churchill. Are you there, sir? Good evening. Yes, I am. Thanks, uh, Greg and Brian. Thank you so much for coming on and on our show. We, we, I tell you what, we're excited. We're so excited because we get, you know, people get emails all the time, a lot of emails throughout the day, and mm-hmm. I know that I do, and, and some of them are just poor in taste as far as uh, marketing. It, it's just ridiculous that some of the things that, are, that that's been sent out there to try to get you to come in and buy their product, and when I read yep. some of this stuff, it just turns me off, and I just say, you know what, it, it's not even worth my time looking at this particular email, going into their website, because it didn't grab me. It didn't pull me in. It just seemed like it was a very cheap, um, that it really didn't put a lot of thought into doing it. Um, I guess my first question is to you, how did you get involved in the email marketing uh, business? Well, I, I kind of came to it as I was coming up through the sales ranks in uh, a number of different organizations. You know, when you uh, take over a sales territory and go to work for a new company, they don't give you 
the territory that's producing all kinds of commission checks. They give you the one that nobody sold anything in for months or years even. And I had to find a way to get people to look at my product or service and begin to start talking about buying things. And what I uh, found, because I had a little bit of marketing background, is that if I was able to use direct mail, now this is going through the post office, you know, this is in the 80s, that if I could use mail, that I could actually get people uh, to raise their hand and say, hey, I might be interested in looking at that product or service. And then when email really came along, uh, I switched the process that I was using over to email and then been able to use that in a number of uh, successful companies. So that's kind of how I came to the whole process of using email to grow sales territories and increase uh, the sales of a business. Wow. i tell you what, it, it, it's an awesome tool that, you know, once you really get an understanding of this, this marketing tool that you have, for, for those that, are, that, that want to get your book, how would they get it and what's the name of it? Okay. The name of the book is Email Marketing for Complex Sales Cycles, and it's available on Amazon and Borders. And you can uh, type in my name. It's, um, it's almost like Winston, but there's no S in the first name, and I'm the only one on there. So if you just type Winton Churchill into the uh, search area on Amazon, for example, the book will pop up at the top of the list. Oh. Yes, and the name of that book is Email Marketing for Complex Sales Cycles. Yes. All right. Well, you know, tell us a little bit about the book without revealing too much. You know, give okay. us an idea of what the book is about. Well, the the book goes through sort of the whole landscape of what you can do and what you shouldn't do with, with email marketing. I, I speak a lot at uh, conventions and conferences and that kind of thing, and uh, people will always come up to me. In fact, that's what prompted me to write the book and say, you know, I never really understood email marketing until you explained it. I mean, there's two kinds of email marketing. There's the kind that we all don't like and all those spams that we get every day, and then there's the kind that's useful to us. You know, there's a certain number of pieces of email that we value and appreciate, and the book talks about how to build trust on the part of your uh, prospects for your product or service, and that's what so many people don't do today. They just send you an email blast I, I, because I get those same emails. I'd say that 80% of the emails that I get from companies out there are asking me to buy something. They're not doing very much to build trust or educate me or help me solve my problems. And that's really where email gets a bad name. Wow. That's, that's, that's so true. That's so true. So, so I guess you put another, I'm not going to say spin, but I, you added your years of experience and this email marketing and pretty much made it where when someone gets something from you, they're saying, oh, okay, well, I like this. I see that it's, it's in detail. I can read now. I can understand. Well, maybe I can look into this because I, we all know when you, you know, the first appearance, that's all you have when you, when you open yes. an email. So it, it's really important of how you deliver uh, the content of whatever is inside that email is so important for the to the for, um, possible client that you know they want to read it. They you you make it where they want to say you know I, I may want this product. Let me look into this. Is that the goal? Exactly. Okay. Y yes, very much so. In fact, one of the distinctions that we make, and your listeners will be able to make this uh, same distinction after I explain it. Most emails that you get talk about we do this, we do that, we have this, our so-and-so does this and that. They're talking about their product, their service. People out there looking for solutions to problems that are going to spend money in the marketplace are only going to spend money for the most part in the overwhelming cases to solve problems that they have. If you're in business, you're looking to solve a problem. And when you talk in the language that your prospective client understands, which is the language of their problems, 
their challenges, their issues, they're much more interested in reading your email than reading a post about your company. Mm. Wow. You know, that's that's pretty interesting because I'm thinking about an email that I received because um, I get a lot of spam as well. But I thought about an email that I received from a company that, you know, they were trying to uh, get me to purchase something, and they talked mm-hmm. about, you know, your business needs. And, you know, really they didn't talk a whole bit about a whole lot about their product. So you're right on point with that. You know, but another thing that, you know, speaking on the terms of spam and emails and so forth, you know, why do you think the spammers believe that they can just put out anything? You know, you see, the, like, the Cialis and, the you know, sure. all kinds of other crazy, you know, sometimes vulgar emails. You know, why do they believe that someone would actually want to purchase it based on the type of email that they send? Well, it's it's interesting. Most of the things that they're promoting are sort of impulse buys. And if they had to pay for, you know, send that same volume of email out through the post office, or uh, regular mail out through the post office, they, they'd never have a business. But because they can trade on the Internet and send things out, in essence, for free and hide their identity, they are are able to do that, and even though they get the tiniest of response rates, they still make hundreds and thousands of dollars every time they send out an email. Where in direct marketing of any kind, you know, if it costs you a thousand dollars to send something out, you know, a campaign, you you need to make at least a thousand back plus the cost of your product plus plus plus, um, and you're not going to keep doing that unless you're you're profitable with it, but with email, the spammers are able to literally send out millions and millions of messages, and if they get a very tiniest fraction of a percentage point of response of people buying, they're making money. Hmm. Yes, uh, Brian, I have a question. I have a MySpace question. I'm in MySpace, and I have a couple of people uh, asking me questions. The first question is, how can this product that you're using, the, the the tool that you're using, how can this help with my business? How can I uh, profit from buying your book, and how can I, you know, how can this help my business? Okay. Um, obviously, it's a little bit different for every business, but the the whole idea of the complex sale is if you have to form a relationship with a prospect before they buy from you, this is the approach that would probably work uh, better for you. And one of the ways uh, to do that is to create a report. And um, do we know that that person that's sending the question? Do we know what business they're in or what, no, what kind of job they? Okay. No, they, they, well, let's uh, let's say they have something like a, a a plumbing business, for example, and they create a report called Seven Mistakes uh, Residents of the Greater Poughkeepsie Area Make When They call up a plumber to solve a plumbing problem and how you can avoid them. And and that's that kind of report is something that a homeowner is is more likely to read than if you say come stop here by my plumbing service or you have a a, a park bench that has your your plumber ad on it. You, you, what what you're doing is you're appealing to the resident's need to not get uh to get full value for their service when they hire a plumber. So that applies. uh, This system has been used successfully by everybody from sort of CPAs to attorneys to uh, small business owners, uh, headhunters, all kinds of different occupations you have used this system or one similar, you know, that, that really is based on the same principle that you have to educate and inform before you get that best customer. Wow. That's good stuff. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I mean, it, that that's really good stuff because, you know, you never – I've seen those as well. And, you know, when you see them, you never think of that's what they're doing, but, you know, they are informing you. They are giving you information, and when you, when you get good for information – 
you tend to go with the person that has provided you with that good information. Exactly. You, you realize that that, it, that information kind of showcases that this person has a little game going on. You know, they're not just somebody that bought a park bench. Right. You know, and it also gives them, you know, it gives them an opportunity to present themselves to you in a way that most of their other competitors haven't. That's that's an excellent point. It really distinguishes you from the competitor because you actually are showing them what's in your head. You know, a lot of people have a lot of good information in their head. There are a lot of good business owners, but if that information, at least part of it, isn't out so your prospects can see it, it's not doing you a whole lot of good, at least for attracting business. It may be good for doing the business that you do with your clients, but it's not – attracting business and that's what the whole email marketing thing is about in my mind is taking what you know inside your head and figuring out how to make that available to a larger number of people and if you look at this at the most basic level what you're doing is finding better ways to help people that have problems that you can help them solve Mm. you know Greg I was thinking a lot of people are sometimes intimidated by email. Yes, they are. You know, Mr. Churchill, what are some ways that that, that uh, emails, like in marketing emails, what are some ways you can sort of like soften the blow? Because a lot of people, when they see emails, a lot of times they're like, oh, it's got a lot of words on it. I'm not going to read it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes. Well, the first thing to do, I mean, along the line of you wanting to build that, that trust is you want to uh, – gain permission to send something to you. you. You want that person to reach into your company and say, I want that piece of information. Now, there's a couple different ways to do it. You can actually buy permission-based opt-in email lists. And those are, you know, this is especially important for an entrepreneur that's starting a new business because you don't have a customer list when you start a new business. But you have to get customers. Uh, One of the ways is that in whatever industry you're in or whatever audience you sell to, I can guarantee you there's a magazine, there's a trade show, there's a television show, there's some group of people that are interested in that topic. And in, in just about any situation now, particularly if it's a website or a publication, they ask their subscribers if they would like to receive information from third parties. And you can buy that list. You don't actually buy the list. You rent the list. And they'll take your message and send it out to their audience. And then the people that come back in and say, that's a message that I'm interested in, those people now become part of your list. And that's one way uh, to build your list. There's a couple other good ways that are available now. One is article marketing. You can take your information that's of assistance to your prospects and put it into an article. If you're not a, a writer or skilled with that, there are people that you can pay for, you know, $35, $50, and they'll interview you and write an article that you can then turn around and submit. Wow. That article goes out there. It's got a little blurb at the bottom that says, um, you know, so, so-and-so is president of XYZ Company, and he has more information over on his website that will help you do boom, boom, boom. And they click on that. So you can get send out articles, and we do this for clients all the time, and it's not unusual to see uh, an article picked up, you know, 5,000, 10,000 times out on the web in terms of its dissemination because people that have very specific needs are very hungry for that um, information. And the last way you can do that, or not the last way, but but one of the big three, is by doing a press release. And it used to be that you had to spend about, oh, anywhere from $500 to $800 to send out a press release. And now you can do that for as little as $20 to send out a press release. And you get the same kind of thing, that, that people pick up that information. You've got a press release out there, and it says, Mr. Smith at XYZ Company has this a free report on seven critical mistakes people make when they purchase 
industrial trucks and how you can avoid them or whatever. And all the people out there that are interested in industrial trucks are going to – a lot of them have what they call alerts. So anytime a press release crosses the wire anywhere in the world that talks about industrial trucks, that press release is immediately routed to their inbox. They see that. If they have a need, they click on your link, they get your report, they read it, and they say, this guy knows something about that. <laughs> Brian, uh, Mr. Churchill, you, you have Brian here just spinning. He's sending me messages back and forth. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, we don't have to do it all the first day. we got to take it one step at a time. But, but that, that's what happens when this thing gets put together. That's what's going on. Yes. We have another, I have another MySpace question. Um, well, let me say this to all the MySpace people. If you're listening to the show, you can join us live on blogtalkradio.com forward slash ASE motivation. You can go in the chat room. We're there. And um, the question that we have is uh, for Mr. Churchill, do you offer seminars or workshops uh, to help with your strategy? Um, yes, I do. Most of my uh, work is with private clients at this point, mm-hmm. and uh, so the seminars are, are within those private uh, areas. On my website at churchillmethod.com, we have an online store, and there's some uh, audios and recordings of some of those seminars and, and sessions there. Uh, one of the really good things that happens if you buy the book uh, which last time I checked on Amazon, it was selling for about $11, so that's it, it, it's a pretty good deal. It doesn't cost a lot. You get about $219 worth of audios that will help you better understand this whole process of putting together an email marketing program and uh, is one of the audios. And one, the other one is about how to um, uh, fix a campaign or a sales process that's not working. And then there's also a spreadsheet on there that helps you pretty much diagnose your own sales process, see which parts of it are weak, so you can see which parts to improve. Awesome, awesome. You know, I, I wanted to ask you, and, and Brian, um, forgive me for cutting you off, but I wanted to ask, how long did it take you to write this book? I know there's a lot of information. I know it was a lot, a lot of uh, experience I can tell that's that's put behind this. How long did it take you to write it? Mr. Churchill? I think we must have lost him. I think we may have lost him. I'm sure he'll be back. But, you know, Brian, tell me what you were thinking about. I know I said your head was spinning about the, the email marketing and you sent me a little thing here. It's you know, amazing once you learn the process. Well, you know, the thing is, when you think about businesses and different types of businesses that are, that are out there, the one thing that, that kind of threw me for a loop was the fact that he talked about people actually pay to have other folks interview them and create articles. Yeah. And I'm thinking, like, wow, think about how, you know, that particular income stream was developed. It was developed based on a need that people had to promote their business. And so I'm I'm just like, wow, you know, I've never even heard of that type of business before. And yet, you know, people say that there aren't jobs out there. Well, you have some people just creating jobs born out of a simple need. Yes, yes. But, you know, a a lot of people are starting businesses, starting companies now, and they're looking for clients, but they can't find them. But from from this book, from uh, Mr. Winton Churchill's book, it kind of, like you said, it softens the blow, and it teaches you how to go after your clients and give them a reason to really read your email and to find out what it is that you're doing. So, you know, Brian, with your business and your company, I'm sure this will help you as well. Oh, absolutely. You know, I mean, I've already gotten some great ideas from just from what he said earlier that I can use to promote what I do. And so, yeah, absolutely. I think this is good for any business, any business that's looking to increase their sales, increase their service potential. I mean, all this, all the steps that he's given so far, and I'm sure there's dozens of other in, others in the book. By the way, the book is called Email Marketing for Complex Sales Cycles, and you definitely want to pick that book up. It's 
email marketing for complex sales cycles. And the author is Mr. Winton Churchill. And we have a caller from the 561 area code, and I want to pick up that caller right now. Caller, are you there? Yes, this is Twitter. I got disconnected there, and I got, so I called back in. Okay, okay, okay. good, good. Yes, Mr. Churchill, I, I, go ahead, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yes, um, my question was, I know that this book, I know it's years of experience packed into a little book. How long did it take you to write it? It took about four years, actually. You're breaking up. You're breaking up. Yes, you're breaking up really bad. You, you may want to move around a little bit. Okay. Um, it, it took about four years to write, and um, it was because so many things were changing with the technology and the marketing and how everything worked. And um, the one thing that I wanted to do with a book, because this is not a book for technical people, for the person that lo is looking for the next email trick to uh, get a bunch of um, leads that are not going to go anywhere, uh, th this is not that kind of book. This is more for the business person or the entrepreneur to understand how this works in business language because it's very powerful, but unless you understand the whole process, you you you're not going to be able to take the best advantage of it. Yeah, yeah. You know, I was, uh, when you had actually gotten disconnected, I was talking to Greg about um, the fact that I, he, you know, when he said my head was spinning, it was because I'd never even heard of a business where people would interview you for articles. And so I thought, uh -huh. I'm sorry, go ahead. No, yes, that, that, that's news to a lot of people. Uh, and because a lot of us don't like to write. And a lot of us put off stuff like that because we can't write or don't feel comfortable doing that. And the good news is there's all kinds of good writers out there here to help you out. Yes, and, you know, and, you know, I was just making the comment that, you know, many people don't realize that you can create your own business. I mean, something as easy as, you know, going out and interviewing somebody and then taking what you all discussed and putting it on, you know, paper or whatever or an electronic form is, exactly. you know, something that's really not that difficult to turn into a business. Yes, so people, you're absolutely correct. You know, and so when you look at it, I mean, there are a lot of job opportunities out there. It's just that most people don't look at uh, having their own business. They look at working for somebody, going to get a job with benefits and so forth, where they could create their own business. Exactly right. Mr. Churchill, this is Greg. I wanted to ask you, you know, what is it you, you're successful in what you do, and we can tell that you really understand and you know exactly what it is that you're teaching. What is it that, that, that thing that motivates you, that thing that makes you stand up and, and put this information out there to help other people be successful? What is it? Did you struggle in a business or, you, or you've seen someone that, that want to start a business but they don't really know how to uh, get their clients or, or find clients. What what is that thing that's driving you? Well, it's having been in sales and marketing. I would say the the one thing throughout my career is that's always a pressure situation, and most of the pressure comes because your sales aren't good enough. And in this day and age, with the technology that we have, there's no reason that a business shouldn't have a continuous flow of opportunity into the business and and not have these wild up and downs and all the crazy stuff you go through trying to get your sales to close and trying to make your quarterly number or your monthly number or that kind of thing. And, you know, frankly, I, I live through that in a lot of organizations. Um, I, I, I saw good people that w were let go or, or just because they didn't have the sales opportunity coming into them. They were good salespeople. They could close deals. They could help people solve their problems, but they just didn't have enough opportunity coming in the front door. And I, I was happy to be able to evolve this thing to help the people that work for me have that continuous supply of opportunity 
And then in about 2000, when um, uh, 2001, when I started uh, helping uh, Jay Abraham and teaching this at his seminars, um, I, I, it was delightful to be able to get it out to a larger audience. And, and to this day, I get a lot of satisfaction working with the clients that we do, helping them um, see that opportunity. Mr. Churchill, I have another MySpace question. And uh, the MySpace user wants to know, how do they get started? Well, <laughs> that's a hard uh, question to answer because it is uh, it's kind of specific to the business that you're in. But I would say just about any business could begin to, to make a list of the problems that they solve and begin to understand exactly who their audience is. One of the mistakes I see a lot of business owners make is they might serve two or three different kinds of people one way or another, two or three different kinds of business problems, and they really have to focus in on one and, and let's make uh, let's do a reporter, let's do a podcaster, let's do something that we can offer people in that particular situation that will help them do a better job. And let's go out and put out a press release about it. Let's go out and talk at trade shows and conferences about it. Um, let's put out an article about it. Let's put some more information on our website. And you begin to use your ability to solve problems as the way to attract prospects to your business. Because at the end of the day, we all want to solve problems. And if you can do that, you just think about the businesses that you encounter on a daily basis, and it's like a, an oasis with palm trees and water. You know, if somebody says, tell me what's going on and let me see how I can help. And, and most of the businesses are saying the equivalent of, I got something here I'd like to sell you. Would you like to buy it? Well, you know, um, so so basically, what you're saying is to 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 have a business and to have a prospering business that that's out there and having your clients, you have to really think smart. You have to be a a, a step ahead of your competitor, because you really want to um, reach your people, but you also want to uh, think outside of just the business that you're doing, so you can kind of think on the marketing level. Because you know a lot of small businesses that are that are starting out, they don't really have anyone to help them with their marketing. So in, in buying your book, it's pretty much laid out how they should go about this marketing tool. Am I correct? Yes, there, there's information in there on how to begin to formulate your message in a way that your prospects want to hear it and help you shape that and put it into something and then what to do with that once you get it into that shape. So, the, the, And, of course, there's a, a lot of detail. There's a couple uh, checklists in there. There's an 18-step process for putting this all together. And it, it, as you can well understand, it's a little bit too complicated to go in on the radio, uh, but it does, uh, you, you know, it is laid out. And it's interesting, you know, after all this technology that basically uh, – a book with paper is kind of the best thing to get that kind of information from so you can make notes in it and check off. And um, one of the ways somebody was telling they use the book is every time they, they send out an email, they check, you know, pop open to a checklist and, and run down it just to make sure they covered all the bases. Well, awesome. Wow. That's awesome because, you know, a lot of people are starting out and they're like, well, I'm afraid of this email. Like Brian, like you were saying, a lot of people are afraid of the computer, some of them, but and they just don't think that they can do it, but from the sound of the way that the book is written, it's pretty much open to anyone uh, from beginners to people that's been in the business for a while. Um, as long as they have an attitude to want to learn, I'm sure yes. the information is power-packed enough for them to get started and uh, to continue. Yes, and, and one of, that's one of the most important characteristics of the book is we tell people what they – what they shouldn't be doing because you don't want to step out there and and make a mistake. You know, you, there's spam, spam laws and there's all kinds of things that that can burn the trust relationship that you have with those prospects, even if it's just beginning. And you want to make sure that you don't make those mistakes. And we go into in the book uh, a few 
ways to make sure that you're not doing that. Mr. Churchill, it says here that you've been a you were have served as a founder and CEO in two separate technology companies. Uh-huh. You know, what what prompted your um your interest in technology? Um it, you know hard to hard to say. I I'm a engineering student from uh uh college and started my own business in the early 70s. And that was kind of what was coming our way at that point. In fact, the uh, the microprocessor was just invented about that time by Texas Instruments, and of course that became the 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 internal device that makes all our personal computers work. And it, it just had a, a special attraction for me, and I got involved with uh, a couple different companies, and um, just saw the tremendous labor savings that these devices produced and the the interesting thing about technology if you use it appropriately it takes a lot of the boring repetitive stuff that you do on a daily basis and and sort of you know takes that off your desk you know it handles it so that you can focus on the relationship part and and frankly that's just what I enjoy I enjoy meeting people and helping them solve their problems Excellent. I tell you what, I'm, I'm sure with your seminars, I know you, you speak to private organizations or private groups or whatever. Uh, mm-hmm. What what are, what are some of their thoughts? I've, I've gone on your website and I've read some of the things. Uh, do they usually respond the way Brian and I have responded? Like just wow, this is it, it, it. Once you think about it, once you really just think, different ideas will start churning in your head because of some of the things that you've said. It just makes so okay. much sense. Absolutely, it, it, it's it's kind of like putting on a new pair of glasses, and you see what what's possible. Um, because most people connect with this information; they don't like to be sold to. They don't like to be pushed into a deal they don't want to do. They don't like to have a relationship with a salesperson that they don't think really has their best interest at heart. And when you turn that around and and say, "Let's go find the people that we can help the most." And let's do the best job we possibly can for them. That's a whole different feeling when you go into work than it is to, oh my God, I got to make 40 calls today, and I hope, and I know that 39 or 38 are going to reject me, and if I'm lucky, I'll get two appointments. You know, it, it's a whole different dynamic for a sales process. You know, I have a friend that's listening right now. He just he just sent me a text message. He's a stockbroker here in Tallahassee, Florida. Uh-huh. And what the way that the stock market has just gone crazy. <laughs> the way yeah, it's pretty scary today. Yes, yes. He was like, please tell Mr. Churchill I need his help. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, yeah. and, and I don't want to put you on the spot, but for someone to, to see the stock market drop the way that it did today, you know, just yes. for an example, what what what's your suggestions to him to as a stockbroker? A lot of his clients are losing tons of money. He's losing right. money, and to get right. yeah, he's he's gonna have to get their trust back into the market, into the stock market, yes. for people to believe in him. You know, what 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 advice would you give him at this point? Well, uh, one piece of advice would be to communicate to those people. I mean, I, I'm in, you know, similar situation that I have stocks and bonds and different investments and the best professionals in that area communicate to their people and they say, uh, you know, this has happened. We're not quite sure how it's going to turn out. Obviously some things are happening on a national level. These are the things that we know you can do to protect investments Here's our recommendation. We recommend that you do something, do nothing. I, I've lived through a couple of crashes, none quite as severe as the one um, today, but I know that having lived through them, that in at some point in the future, whether it's two years or four years or five years or whatever it, it might be, that the stocks do come back, that you know the system economically adjusts, and things improve. Now, that's not a very good message, you know, for somebody to hear today when they look at their portfolio and realize they just saw $100,000 go up in smoke. But, right. um, you know, that's that's how investments uh, 
work. So beginning to, to communicate that message to your clients is a good thing. And then the other thing to do is to ask them questions. What are their questions? And we've helped clients in crisis situations like this set up toll-free recorded message lines. And you send out an email and say, call in here. If you've got a question, just ask it, and I'll answer every question I get. Today, I'll answer it in an email tomorrow as best I can. And when they see that you're answering those questions and you're, you're trying and you're doing your best, in a situation where nobody knows what the answer is or where it's going to end or how it will all shake up, they appreciate that. You know, you're not, you, you, you don't have the ultimate answer, but you can keep them informed along the way. And frankly, that's what people are looking for right now. Yes, they are. And another thing, too, with the, the marketing, the tool that you have, it's not an overnight success type of thing. Uh, you know, a lot of people are thinking, well, this may be the big one. I can do this, and tomorrow I'm a millionaire. It's not that type of thing. And with it, I'm sure you have to have some type of patience and the and and the you know the willing to learn the the process. I'm sure this is a process, and it's not something that you could just do overnight. Right. If you if you've got a business that that's in business and 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 making money, you don't want to abandon what you're doing to go pursue something like this. But the flip side of that is that if you are in business today, you want to start building your, your email list and you want to start building your trust with that email list because that is the most tangible asset that you have in your business. If you come down the road in five years and you know you own a, a, a building and you've got some office equipment and you might own some patents and that kind of thing, the person that's going to buy your business is going to say, but what about your list? You know, how big is your list and how frequently do your prospects and clients trust you enough to buy from you? And and that is the single most important uh, factor in selling your business uh, going forward. Uh, the other thing about email that's so powerful is, is as we all know, it, it basically doesn't cost anything to send email. So once you have built up a list, when times get uh, difficult economically, that is an advertising and marketing media you can turn to and actually use without incurring the expense, where when times are a little bit better, you might be doing some magazine advertising, you might be doing some uh, cable market advertising or advertising on uh, television. But when times get hard, Advertising dollars are, are tight, and uh, this is one way to stretch those dollars. So basically you're saying don't don't use email marketing as your sole marketing tool, but use it in addition to the other marketing tools. Yes. Now, we have some clients that rely on it pretty heavily. They might have 60 70% of their business comes through the relationships they build in their email marketing. But then others, it might be, a 10 or 20% component of their their business. But just simple things like asking past clients to purchase again is it can add 10 or 20% to the revenue of a business on an annual basis. Hmm. You know, I was uh, talking with a friend the other day, and they were talking about how uh, ways they could increase their business. And so this show came about, you know, Right on time to be honest. Uh-huh. And, uh, you know, one of the things that he talked about doing was the door to door sales thing, not door to door sales, but the door to door marketing where, you know, he would take the little flyers and put them in the doors. And right. I told, you know, I told him, I said, you know, that could work. And, you know, you see people do that all the time. But most sure. of the time, people just throw those things away. And they, you waste your paper, you waste your ink, you waste your manpower doing that. You know, do you think that email marketing is just an easier way to go, or you know, is it still you know tough to get those those things? You know, once even though you're building those trust relationships, is it pretty tough to get you know return customers or even new customers based on email marketing? Not really. I mean, if you do it right. You, you first you educate and inform, 
And the people that let you continue to send them information do that on the basis of, I like what I'm seeing. Or even if they don't open your message and read the message that they get that day, they still want to let your messages get through because they know that you're giving them good information. You're giving them perspective on their problems and, and potential solutions to them. So that can be um, very effective. It's when people go too far that they turn off people, when they, when they push too far. And that's one of the things we talk about in the book is how not to push too hard because the, the whole sales mindset in, in this email marketing paradigm is you're saying, uh, here's my information. This is what we do really well. In fact, we may do this better than anybody else, you know, in this market, in this way. And if this helps you, we want you to have it. If it doesn't help you, we want you to unsubscribe from our list because we don't want to be uh, sending you stuff that you don't appreciate. And when you take that stand, in some cases, you might have a smaller list than you, you know, might like going into it. But we've got uh, clients that you have very small lists, comparatively speaking, but do very good revenues off those lists because it's their group of people. You know, it's it's their. You've heard of preaching to the choir. It's it's people that they resonate with each other. The, uh, so. Those are the people that you want to have on your list, the people that really appreciate and get what you do. You know, I wanted to, I wanted to find out from you, Mr. Churchill, on the, the and, it's, and I'm so glad you said what you just said, uh, the follow-up. Uh, is there any type of follow-up email or some type of suggestions that you can get from your clients to really find out what they need or what, you know, their thoughts or opinion or to, to kind of get them to open up to, you, uh, the business person, what, what, what would you suggest? Yes, one of the tools that, that we use uh, fairly frequently these days is a, a questioning process where we set up a, uh, an area on the web. Our clients can send out an email and, and say that they, are, they want to know what their clientele's most burning questions are about a certain topic. They put that question in on the web, and they they collect these for you know two weeks to a month to to uh, two months, and then they have a teleseminar where they go on and they answer these questions, and that's a very effective way to get that interactivity. It, it, it's so important that that your prospects and clients feel that energy going back and forth between you and them. It, it, it's not just a one-way sort of megaphone kind of uh, process. It's a, it's a two-way street. Awesome. Because, yeah. you know, I, I think when you do that, when you open up and you kind of it, – it's like giving your clients a voice. It's, it's almost like, you know, that, that's something that I would want. If, if I were doing business with someone, if someone had sent me something – and they pretty much ask me my opinion on what it is that I want or what it is that I need, it, I would give them more uh, time of day and, and, and respond and, and be sincere with my, my answers or my questions or whatever I may have with that person because a lot of times people just ram things down your throat. But to use that uh, as a technique to find out what, a, what your client needs, and what, I, think that's a, I think that's really smart. Well, thanks. Yes, I had a, a when I was just a young whippersnapper. I had a boss that told me basically to shut up and listen. Your prospects will tell you everything you need to know, and if you listen long enough, they'll tell you exactly what you what they need. And uh, <laughs> I've I've tried to kind of carry that thought into building this uh, this process. You know, you want to put something out there, but you want to make sure you can listen back, and uh, that's so important. Yeah. You know, I'm reading here where it talks about um, you do other things other than, you know, talk about email marketing. I see here that you have uh, that you've consulted and gave, given your expertise and advice on several other topics, including selling software and other technologies, healthcare, 
banking, consumer, financial products, industrial manufacturing. Mm-hmm. Where do you find time to do all this? <laughs> well, I, I'm uh, blessed with having a, uh, a, a string of uh, clients that come in the front door, and uh, they ask me to help them. And, uh, you know, as um, I guess I, I probably have too short of attention span. You know, that's, that's why consulting is pretty good for me because I like to work on different things, and I, I like the, the challenge of figuring the uh, – the puzzle out. So that's that. That's kind of how I get in those. And you know, one of the things that that happens is it. I wrote this book to explain email marketing, but we basically in our consulting practice address a host of business growth and business sales and business marketing issues. So we like to go in and and say, you know, tell us where it hurts, and we'll start looking at it and. Uh, tinkering with the system and start improving it. In some cases, we use email. In other cases, we use search engine optimization. In other cases, it might be just strategic marketing where we recommend partnerships and uh, relationships that we know will, will help our client uh, you know, quickly grow into a market that they may not be in now. So, so um, I, I, it's funny, the old joke about to the, the, the man with a hammer, every problem looks like a nail. And uh, when you write a book on email marketing, that kind of looks like your hammer. But we actually do several other things in addition to email. But email is so powerful, and email is the one that, that people just don't get. You know, And it is so effective for, for business, and especially small business, because it's something that you can – you can do uh, relatively inexpensively. You know, I had a question. Um, when you talk mm-hmm. about search engine optimization, one of the other things had come to mind, and it's something that's very, very, um, what word can I use? I guess the kids would say hot among uh, teens, uh-huh. and that's text messaging. Sure. You know, and just recently I, I had some text messages that came in where people were offering a product, and I was like, you know, why are they sending me this? But it was basically a text message spam. Do you see text yes. messages being sort of like that next medium, like email? Um, they are a potential uh, marketing system, but the problem with text messages for the most part is you can't really communicate enough information right. to really – educate and inform somebody. Now, uh, that having been said, um, there's some cases where people are experimenting with products like Twitter, you know, that can send a, a, a text message or, or, you know, short messages to give somebody a link to a website or say, uh, you know, we were on blog talk radio last night and here's the link to the playback, um, you know, good uh, discussion of email marketing, something like that. And they put in a link, you know, that kind of thing begins to give, I guess, credibility to that method. But at the end of the day, it, it it's, it's more like seasoning, you know, it, it'll add a little bit to the meal, but really the meat and potatoes of the meal are something like, email marketing you know you you want to have that list and you want to have the attention and focus of that prospect for longer than just 160 characters or whatever it is you get with a, a twitter message or an sms message or something like that you know, it's so powerful you keep saying how powerful email is because i get a lot of times i get people emailing me about our show and some of the guests that we have on and i mm-hmm. always ask them how did you hear about our show and mm-hmm. the thing that they say is someone forwarded me an email. Ah, yep. You know, yep, I, yep. I, yes, I, I don't think people really understand how powerful emails are because we spend so much time during the day reading emails and, and just getting messages and, and different types of ways on the computer. But the email, is, is it seems like it is the master of, as far as communication when you're on the computer. Right, and and they don't realize it's kind of like fish don't realize they're in water. You know, we don't realize that we're in this surrounded by this swirl of email messages. And in the situation you just described, 
you've got two very powerful components there where one is the email message, so, you, you know, they're looking at something, and two is the recommendation of a friend who they know has their best interest at heart. And those are two very powerful things that come together that will influence somebody to take action when they wouldn't otherwise take action. Wow. And, you know, we get I, – I, I, it's funny because I get emails from people in different countries. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm a, I, I sent out an email blast today, and I'm mm-hmm. pretty sure that – and I wish we could track the emails. It, 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 it will probably blow – our minds if we if we found out how far this thing was sent out and how far they go, because people every morning they get to work they'll just they'll they, if they see something that they like if I see something that I like I'll just shoot it to Brian, not sure. knowing yeah not knowing that he may be a potential client to the person that of that you know that wrote the email, not even right. realizing how powerful it is. Yes, yes, and uh, my. Uh, uh, Great cousin Winston Churchill once said something about uh, the the uh, uh, a lie or gossip makes it around the world before the the truth can even get out of bed. But that's kind of true with emails too. Is that you you send one and you don't know where it's going to go. It, it could be uh, you know around the world. You know it's funny. I remember um, I was actually giving a uh, a seminar on HIV prevention. And mm-hmm. I was talking about the power of one voice. Mm-hmm. And I talked about how I send out a daily email that's a daily Bible verse. And I've been doing uh-huh. it for probably about five or six years now. And uh-huh. uh, one of the people in the audience say, you're the guy who sends that out every day? And she basically <laughs> said how she got it from from somebody who got it from somebody who, I mean, she was sort of like the eighth person down that particular line. Wow. Got that email. Yeah. And I send it out to about 150 people in my email list. And I'm sitting there stunned. I'm like, wow. Yeah. That we wait every morning till about 12 noon to see if that email comes in. And I'm like, wow. Yeah, that's, that's pretty impactful. Yeah. You know, and and the thing was, I was just sending it to a couple friends. It started out as something I was doing, and it's like sure. I don't even know how far that thing goes now. Uh huh. Yeah. Well, you you've you've got an audience, and you have a a following, and you've built trust among those those people. You know, you're sending them the kind of information that nourishes them, and the more that it nourishes them, the more likely they are to share it with their uh, their friends. Absolutely. We got about two minutes left. I want you to uh, give the name of your book again, and also your contact information, your website, as well as some of the speaking engagements that you'll be involved in. That uh, okay. General All right. And okay. Um, the website is churchillmethod.com. It's C H U R C H I L L M E T H O D dot com. The blog is at Churchill Method, same spelling, dot net, and then slash blog, B-L-O-G. And um, actually this uh, this month, in, in three days, I'm in West Palm Beach right now. I'll be going to uh, Long Beach uh, later this week, speaking at a conference out there, private conference for international living. And then um, I'm also speaking at one of their conferences in Merida, Mexico, that's kind of near Cancun, uh, the first week of uh, November. Wow. I bet that's fun. (laughs) It is. It's a great place to go. You know, and it, you know, I think it's just great that you're actually doing something that you enjoy doing, and you get to go to all these wonderful places as well. That is the good part. That certainly is. It makes up for that airline food. (laughs) (laughs) you know and again the book is called email email marketing for complex sales cycles great all right all right well we thank you again for joining us tonight and we really appreciate you coming on and giving us some wonderful insight well i appreciate you having me on it's been a pleasure thank you thank you all right 
All righty. Take care. And if I can help any of your listeners in any way, just uh, uh, drop me an email through the website, uh, or they can get in touch with you and just forward it on to me. All right. Thank you very much. And with that being said, you've been listening to the Abundant Solutions Hour. Please join us on Wednesday night at 9 p.m. We thank you. Good evening, and God bless.